with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The Pharisees approached Jesus and asked, Is it lawful for a husband to divorce his wife? They were testing him. He said to them in reply, What did Moses command you? They replied, Moses permitted a husband to write a bill of divorce and dismiss her. But Jesus told them, Because of the hardness of your hearts, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no human must separate. In the house, the disciples again questioned Jesus about this, and he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And people were bringing children to him that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he became indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not prevent them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Amen, I say to you, whoever does not accept the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it. Then he embraced them and blessed them, placing his hands on them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Pharisees were always trying to trap Jesus. They were always trying to get him to say something that would then allow them to execute him. Because they didn't want him around. They challenged their beliefs. And so they say to him, what did Moses, well, you, what, what exactly should we do about divorce? Jesus, knowing their hearts, asked them, well, what did Moses say about it? Now, I don't know about you, but I can hear in their voice, when they respond to him, well, Moses said this, almost like children playing mon uh, mom off of dad or dad off of mom. What did your mother say? Well, mom said this. Is that really what your mother said? Jesus Christ is very clear in his teaching today. He's very clear that the only reason why Moses, the one that the Jews believed to be almost God. Some may have even believed that he was God. Jesus said the only reason why Moses permitted divorce is because of the hardness of our hearts. How often does divorce show up in our lives? Not just in marriage, but in every one of our daily lives. When we divorce ourselves, from those who love us, when we divorce ourselves from those who challenge us, when we divorce ourselves from the task that the Lord has set out for us, and instead, just because for once in our life, we want to feel like we are in control. I hate to break it to you, but we're not. 
If you think that you are in control of your life, reevaluate. Now, if you place your trust in the Lord, He is in control of your life. If you place your faith in Him, the one who has saved us all, then we know who's in control. It might not always be fun, it might not always be painless. But if we place our faith in Him, that's where we can truly encounter His love, His mercy, and His forgiveness. And so when we divorce ourselves from all good things, when we divorce ourselves from those who love us, we create a barrier. God said that man and woman, and out of man and woman shall come the fruit of the womb. He says here today that they will be joined and the two shall become one flesh. My mother's a nurse midwife. She delivers babies. And we were having dinner last night. And we were chatting about this. She said, that's my favorite gospel reading. I said, why is that? She said, because I get to see it every single day of my life. From the parents that are overjoyed about their newly, new child that either is going to be born very soon or they have just found out the wonderful news. From the beauty of birth, when she gets to greet that child... She sees it. You have to have a man and a woman to have a child. And God is very clear that out of man came woman, therefore out of woman shall come man. God comes to us. He comes to us as his incarnate son, Jesus Christ. Out of woman came man. Out of woman shall come salvation. And so, my brothers and sisters, we encounter this great divorce when we start to divorce ourselves from the world around us, when we start to try to take pride in what we do and not give the pride and the glory to God the Father. The only way we can overcome this is by receiving His grace, His love, and His mercy. And we receive His grace and love and mercy in the sacraments, most particularly in the sacrament of reconciliation. The Sacrament of Reconciliation is not a place where you come to get beat up. The priest, God, no one beats you up in the sacrament. And I think that's because we beat ourselves up, up enough. We beat ourselves up over our sins, over what we've done wrong to offend the Lord because we know it offends Him, and yet we continue to beat ourselves up over it, seeking for His mercy. And when we stop and we think about it, if we don't question if we have are sinful creatures, then we have become dead to the world, to the sin, to God the Father. Because He wants to give us that grace and mercy. He wants us to come to Him, seeking Him for His love, His mercy, and His forgiveness. When we enter the sacrament of reconciliation, we don't enter a sacrament of pain and suffering. We enter one of relief. One that will relieve us of all of our burdens, all of our pains, all of our sufferings. Imagine yourself with a bucket of water. And with this bucket of water, you have a ladle and you continue to ladle out that water. Sooner or later, that bucket's going to run dry. Do you just continue to bucket out air and tell the people, well, it's good enough. It's all that I have for you. Or do you stop? Do you go refill your bucket? and then continue to give the graces and mercies that you have received. Now that person who has come to you 
and said, I want water, and you had nothing to give. They might have gone off to someone else. They might have continued to move forward, but that's not where you need to be at that moment. Maybe they'll come back, maybe they won't. But you have to take time for yourself. Now that's not saying that we're placing anything above God. But if we don't take time to heal ourselves, to enter His mercy, His grace, and His forgiveness, receive Him truly in our hearts, then we have nothing that we can give. We have nothing that we are able to give because then we are only giving ourselves. We must love everyone. That doesn't mean we have to like them. That doesn't mean we have to be best friends with them. What it does mean is that we love them even if it's from a distance. We are not people of hate. We are people of love, mercy, and forgiveness. We love people so that they can enter the true mystery of the faith, so that they can enter the true mystery of Jesus Christ incarnate. So every day of our lives, let it be for the other. Let it be for those who truly need a helping hand, a smile, a loving word. Just that little gesture that shows we are alive. We are alive. Because every breath given to us is a gift from the Father. And we are here. And we need to use that gift from the Father for His will, not our own. May we never see divorce from those we love, from those who hate us, from those who curse us. May we love them every day of our lives.